Hello, welcome to another episode of Between Here and There. This is Sean. Hi, this is Charlotte. This is Summer. So the other day I was uh, reading British Vogue because, you know, that's what I do in my spare time. <laughs> 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 and, and in the latest edition, right, on the cover story, it's uh, Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, who's 19 years old, right, Grammy Award winner. And uh, it's, uh, but she's on the cover in this like, corset. Yes. Right. Did you see it? I yes, did, I did. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, Billie Eilish used to wear these baggy clothes right. because she said that she didn't want people to look at her body. To and, sexualize her in the media. But then now what happened? I had no idea, see. So it was such a it was such a big shift for me. And to see her in all these um, tight-fitting clothes. And in the interview, she said that her body was actually her deepest insecurity mm-hmm. and was actually the initial reason for her depression when mm-hmm. she was younger. So I'm thinking, this is a 19-year-old girl. Yes who was a pop star at 16, Yes. Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And having depression because of body image. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to talk about today. Our episode is talking about body image. And uh, we know that this is actually a subject that's very close and dear to Summer's heart. Mm -hmm. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. um, I... I'm about half a year into my recovery from an eating disorder myself. And I'm 19, just like Billy. And so I, I relate to her a lot. And mm-hmm. I, a lot of my mental health struggles have come from disordered eating, my relationship with my body, and my relationship with exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I only started getting help half a year before my eating disorder started when I was in high school, where I feel like a lot of it, a lot of people my age, it starts then too. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before then, I have been surrounded by messages of restrictive eating and yes. obsessive exercise since I was very young. And it was disguised as, you know, healthy lifestyle. And it took me a very, very long time to realize that it was not good for my mental health and it was mm-hmm. becoming very very obsessive so this is a obviously a, a very big problem in the u.s right mm-hmm. among many teenagers but apparently it's also a problem in taiwan yes mm-hmm. but it's less talked about yes and so in a certain way it's, it's even worse because mm-hmm. you know people you see a, a bunch of skinny people yeah but then you know a lot of people also have these eating disorders and body image yeah, issues. A, lot, a lot of really skinny people actually uh, they don't have enough muscles Mm. Or they don't um, they actually have high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Right. They're right. very skinny, but they're right. not healthy. But they're very unhealthy inside. Yes. Yeah. And so today we actually, we have an expert with us. Yes, and we're so excited. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, her name is Deborah Liu, and she is the owner of a very popular, you know, brekkie restaurant. I call it brekkie, right? Yes. Because you mm-hmm. have breakfast, you have brunch, and all sorts of yummy food. Um, and it's very, very popular. It's called the Tamed Fox. Yay. Yay. Yeah, let's welcome Deborah. <laughs> welcome, welcome Deborah. Hi, thank you guys for having me. So she is an expert because on top of being a restaurant owner, you're also a dietitian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you actually studied healthy eating. Yeah, for undergrad and grad school. And grad school. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, it's great to have you. And let's kick off our discussion. But before that, a word from our sponsor, Oh, today's sponsor is Bora Pharmaceutical, and we're promoting their product called BB Chocolat. Hey, which is is, is awesome. It's um, vitamin B and collagen. Yes. Right. So, Deborah, can you tell us a little bit why do we need vitamin B? Yeah, so I guess it ties in a lot with a lot of the topic that we're talking about today. Um, there are 12 types of vitamin B, yes. so mm-hmm. um, it all really... 
um, involved in our metabolism. So, you know, if you're lacking in this water-soluble vitamin, then, you know, a lot of things can go wrong. Yeah. Mm. And you'll be, like, feel very groggy Mm -hmm. and not energetic. So that... Yeah, I just know that every time I get canker sores, people will say, like, oh, you lack vitamin B, you should should take it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking on top of that, you have collagen, which then is good for the skin, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So it makes you energetic and beautiful. Yeah, so thank you, uh, uh, Bora Pharmaceuticals and BB Chocolat. And you can get this in... Um, um, local pharmacies, lo- all kinds of local pharmacies, Cosmed, wa- um, Watsons, Watsons, yes. Mm. Yeah, as they say, ask for it by name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's kick it off. Yeah. All right. So before we kick it off, I do want to share a little bit more about my eating disorder journey and how it's affected me growing up because I feel like mm-hmm. so many people can relate to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like especially in Asian culture people like the beauty standard here is very very thin and I grew up thinking that let's say my hips and and my thighs were too big because people around me kept telling me that they were even when I was like very athletic and and very very fit and it's just kind of my body type I, I grew up thinking that they were too big and now that you know they're more in trend this bigger you know butt or bigger thighs are more in trend like Kardashians yeah it's it's insane that women's body types go through trends just you know in general but um I I grew up like that too and I grew up seeing magazines commercials you know advertisements telling me that the only way for me to feel beautiful was to shrink my body um Mm. so I'm curious Summer when this you know, when this new trend came in with mm-hmm. bigger hips, you know, and, and that, you know, the, the more healthy and mm-hmm. muscular kind of look. Right. Did you feel better about yourself because I of didn't. the shape? You didn't. So I still felt very insecure from my childhood. And then my friends around me were saying, Summer, you're thick. You know, this is what's cool right now. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way because of how I'd been socialized since I was younger. And also because wow. your parents are Asian mm-hmm. and probably like mm-hmm. you're in the Asian community. And yeah. the Asian community is always about looking thin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And petite, you know, no, tall, petite, but, you know, you like you still need to be meaty at certain places mm-hmm. <laughs> and like impossible yeah actually yeah, yeah. i mean De- deborah when you were you know going to college in the states right mm-hmm. yeah did yeah. you have people oh, no she went so we had to talk about her school she went to uiuc actually a lot of yeah. people from taiwan goes to uiuc it's a very very it's university of iowa oh, okay. at, at um champaign or mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's illinois at, oh, sorry, oh, illinois actually. sorry yeah illinois, illinois. Right. sorry <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's all right. Well, excuse you. You're a West Coaster. So, yeah. No, for me, it's just like bi-coastal, and then there's like a big hole in between. <laughs> yeah, so when you were studying there, did you also have, you know, your classmates, and you're like, how can you stay so thin? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even, I think, now, and I think in, like you said, culturally growing up here, I think before, um, it was always like, I would hear comments like, oh, like, oh, you're do you gain weight? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just how to say hello? Oh, yeah, it's always like have, instead oh, of like auntie hello. Yeah, like <laughs> instead hello. of in yeah, the states, yeah, yeah. it's like oh my god, did, like did you do your hair? Or it's like like cute shoes, but uh-huh. here it's always something something about, about, about your body. About your body. Yeah, mm. yeah, and so and then it wasn't until after I went to the states where it was like you can't do that. You can't like these are things you can't just directly comment <laughs> right, on right, right. um and so, so summer i mean yeah. you, you know you 
you came back, uh, you've been back for a year mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. And when you came back, did you get some of that also? Absolutely. Yeah? And even people would comment on, oh, you look like you gained weight or, oh, you look like you lose weight. And people were telling me different things. And so I was confused. Um, and I feel like that's that's where some body dysmorphia comes in too, where people don't actually know what they look like because people are telling them different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did notice that here, it you know, talking about food in a healthy way and talking about exercise in a healthy way isn't as prevalent as it is as it is in the States right now, mm-hmm. um, which is where I've gotten a lot of help for my recovery is information from the US. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, as Deborah and I talked about, it's not as talked about in Taiwan. Yeah, I mean, earlier when I was chatting with Summer, she was like, oh, um, you were talking to a dietitian mm-hmm. and a therapist. And I was like, oh my God, like who? I, I was like waiting to be like, oh my God, can I connect them with them? Are they here? And then she's like, no, no, they're in the US. They're in the US. <laughs> and I was US. like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, our relationship with food, like, you know how food is really good in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And and then you have, like, such good food, and everybody's using Instagram to talk about, like, what the food they're eating. Mm-hmm. But then you still have to look thin. How crazy is that? Yeah. You know, we're drinking the best wine, we're drinking the, eating the best food, and then, no, you, you got to be, you know, you have to have a BMI of, like, 10 or something like yeah. that. I mean, speaking of social media, I think it's perpetuated a lot of disordered eating behaviors among younger people, especially. And I see like on TikTok, for example, of girls commenting on a video of another girl wearing a bikini saying, oh, it's okay. I wasn't going to eat today anyways. And I see that <laughs> oh. all the time. Oh, it's man. so, so normalized now to just say that. Just it's a little bit of that yourself. kind of like diet bragging. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, Partly, I see it as, oh, I have the willpower to do this. Yes. Right? And then the, the second thing is like, oh, I work hard for this image, mm. which right. for all we know might actually just be a, a filter. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So there's this thing like about diet culture. Absolutely. Right. And diet culture as defined is the set of beliefs that values thinness, appearance and shape above health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, so, and, and so now there is apparently an anti-diet culture movement, movement right? In, Which the have been in the U.S. And in the U.S. only. I've started to be a part of it and learn more about it over the past year. And I'm still, you know, a work in progress because I still do fall victim to a lot of the diet culture messages that are around me. But I'm slowly starting to recover and, you know, become more educated about what truly is healthy. Um, and... I, I do want to dispel some myths about um, yes. about diets and diet culture messages. And, um, so that is why Deborah's, Deborah's here today. Yeah. Yeah. To help us that. Let's do that. Deborah, break it down for us. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people, especially now, they always like, oh, you're a dietitian. Um, and they ask me about different types mm-hmm. of diets. Mm-hmm. And I always... I mean, I even feel bad. Like, I feel like I'm a party pooper because <laughs> I don't really support any of these diets and mm-hmm. I'm and I and I can't tell them like yeah like you got to try this like for sure you're gonna see results and then at the cafe like we don't preach like okay yeah this is um we don't label anything it's like oh this is gluten gluten oh well oh, gluten, gluten we do because of the allergies, allergies. Yeah. yeah but um in terms of like calorie low count. carb calorie counts Sugar-free. huge yeah. one um people always ask like oh this chicken bowl like what's calories of this or just anything they always Mm want to know the calories and I'm like but if you ate like a 
bag of gummy bears, say it's 400 calories versus a meal, mm-hmm. that might be four to 500 calories. It, your body reacts very differently to it. Uh-huh. But yes. it's more I than just calories. It's like yeah, the nutritious makeup. I don't want to. I also think if I talk to them about like, oh, okay, why it's different, I'm just going to lose them, right? It's like too much, right? It's like too much scientific jargon that they just can't even digest. So I just Mm -hmm. end up not saying much. Not really saying much. But but tell us about what are some of the most popular myths that are not true about these diets? Hmm. I think people forget to say that they're not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. diets aren't for right. everybody it's like intermittent fasting is very big now but in terms of like are you pregnant like how old are you do you have a chronic disease yeah. like your family like eating is a very social yeah. social thing yeah, yeah. you and know so how do you like if you weren't on a on this diet and you're eating with someone that is it makes them uncomfortable. feel uncomfortable. And oh, you're also, yeah. if you're doing it, you're yeah. like, oh, it's like, do I go to this dinner? Do I, mm-hmm. like, do I adhere to my yeah. diet while I'm out? Is it a... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, I, I think as a parent, if the parent is having a re- very strange relationship with food, it actually affects, it actually affects your children as well. Yeah. You know? And it's more than just a diet. It's like little things that people fall for in the media. Like, for example, there are juice cleanses where people don't eat anything for like a week and they only drink <laughs> oh, juice yeah. and they yeah, think it it's healthy. Really popular a while mm-hmm. back. But then the studies came out and said that it actually ruins your metabolism because you're not getting enough nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And, you know, things like people think just drinking a shot of apple cider vinegar in the morning will automatically make them lose weight magically. That's false. Celery yeah. juice, it's not a magic solution. You know what? That uh, that appears a lot in my lying feeds. Mm. Yeah. You, you know how like there's some always these aunties that will send you oh my God. things, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, besides the good morning yeah. with like a lotus flower, you know, the, you also have your daily, you know. These, lotus these, flower. Yeah. Yeah, drink yeah, these, drink these, your celery juice today. Right. Yeah, yeah, these are the, you know, three things you do to prevent COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Like yes. This, right. Yeah. Okay. It comes from a, a place of love. Okay. Yes, Auntie yes. loves you. Okay. I'll, I'll always say I appreciate. <laughs> right. You know. But what when it becomes harmful is where people use it as like a weight loss mechanism when when it really doesn't work and maybe they're drinking apple cider vinegar instead of you know eating a proper breakfast and they're not getting enough nutrients and then they're wondering why they're so tired or low energy by lunchtime. Right. Things like that. So I think from like a business perspective, I think. This is where people take advantage of these messages, yeah. of these diets. And mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, yeah, it would be really easy if I came out with a set of yeah. juice cleanses, right? Mm. I'm pretty sure people will buy it. People will buy it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's right. like, okay, then I, I'm like, and also I'm sure if I talked a lot about like the calories or that kind of stuff in our meals, I'd probably get more followers. People would pay more attention, but mm. it's, the wrong kind of message right Mm -hmm. so for me i'm like okay i get it i get why putting certain things on the menu would benefit financially right Mm -hmm. but it's not your message do it Mm -hmm. and it's hard yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. what is your message then what is your message i think it's kind of crazy that people have forgotten how to eat and like what good food what food actually tastes like because there's so much processed stuff yeah. out there, mm-hmm. right? They can't tell. They're like, oh, this egg is 10 NT versus this egg is 4 NT. Mm-hmm. 
Top of the world, lo- looks like an egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But, it, I mean, nutritionally, what's in that egg, how it tastes, actually, you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of eggs do you guys use at um, Tame Fox? Oh, not not trying eggs. to be commercial, <laughs> but I just want to know. What kind of egg? They're uh, free-range Free-range um, eggs, yeah. Free-range eggs. So it means and the chicken's, like, running all over the place. Yeah, and the shells are super hard. Like, I've cut my fingers cracking those eggshells before. Wow. And a lot of eggs, well, a lot of eggs, they kind of come from different farms. And so they just collect all the eggs. Uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, they're about the same size, about the same color. Mm-hmm. And then they package it, and then they send it out. But, like, all of our eggs come from... The one same farm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So you say that people forget what food, like real food, tastes like. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we go to the, the Tame Fox mm-hmm. or any restaurant that actually cooks with real whole foods, mm-hmm. right, then you're getting a good meal. You're, you're supposed to get a good balanced diet. It's really the point of healthy eating. Yes. That's what you're saying, yes. right? So I, I hope that you get enough protein, enough carbohydrates, enough fats. fiber, mm-hmm. and good fats mm-hmm. from whatever you choose from from our menu Mm -hmm. so this so this is like no carb kind of thing you're not well i try to not push it on someone but if someone has made that choice Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go keto then Mm -hmm. i hope that i can provide them the tasty better better. tasty Mm -hmm. option right so for our bowls you can choose if you want the quinoa brown rice or you want like half salad half Mm -hmm. rice or all salad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, i let them make that choice depending right. on you know what how their body is right. I, I i don't know you know like what their restrictions are um but <laughs> hopefully if they choose something from our menu it's still better than what they would get outside yeah. right. trying to right. do we talked their about diet this the other day uh, and i it was very interesting that you said this and that you do have healthy things on the menu mm-hmm. but you also have very, very delicious cookies and mm-hmm. baked goods on your menu. And I, what I've learned this past year is that you shouldn't treat foods as good and bad. You shouldn't label them that way. Yeah. yeah. The, the cookie's good, but the carrot cake. <laughs> the yeah. carrot cake's so good. Yes, you were eating that yesterday. Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> frosting and everything. Yes. Oh, uh, so, you're making people hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying it's, it's bad. You know? Not bad mean bad, but bad mean good. No, yeah. So carrot cake, there's like vegetables. So it's mm-hmm. considered a, a vegetable. Yeah, and so like we <laughs> yeah, also but, use... Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of all oil, we use like we substitute half with Greek yogurt. Our frosting is a lot less. We try mm-hmm. to make it as less sweet as possible. Mm-hmm. So it's still frosting and still tasty mm-hmm. and it'll hold up. But it compared to something outside, it's still mm-hmm. the slightly better version. But I like for me, if I'm craving, say, a good cookie, really want a scone, those things, I don't know how to make them without the sugar and the butter. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You still need to put in the things right, that right. make them that way. Yeah. Summer, getting back to your point, what I found really interesting, you said there's no use in labeling food good or bad. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, because if you start treating quote unquote unhealthier foods as bad, you'll have that in your mindset. Um, oh, I shouldn't eat that. It's like all these should statements. And then if you do eat it, you'll feel incredibly guilty about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then what causes like overeating mm-hmm. is just guilt about food. You're like, mm-hmm. oh crap, I already ate one cookie. Might as well eat three. I already <laughs> ruined my diet, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you treat foods neutrally and you treat, oh, the food is fuel for my body. I choose what will make my body, body feel good and what nourishes my body, mm-hmm. but also make nutritious decisions. Mm-hmm. And you can, if you have a craving, you just satisfy it and move on. 
without the guilt. And what caused a lot of stress for me was having a scarcity mindset around food. You know, I didn't have any unhealthy food in my pantry at home. And so the second I went to someone's birthday party and there was, you know, some chips there, I would just treat it like I would never see chips again and I would overeat, you know? Whereas if I just had chips at home and they were just neutralized in my pantry, yeah, I may want those chips. I may want some fruit. And that's why there are many choices of chips. I mean, you exactly. can choose ones that are like kettle chips, mm-hmm. or like they're different, right? What mm-hmm. kind of do you have? You do you eat potato chips, Deborah? So the other day, I was <laughs> I was talking to you, and I said, oh, um, a lot of people that like close friends and family, they're like, yeah, she's a dietitian, but if you ate with her, you it. Everyone has in their mind like, oh, she must eat like such a perfect meal like like you said i don't Mm -hmm. eat any of these quote-unquote like bad unhealthy foods and i'm like "Mm, do do people apologize for eating in front of you (laughs) no 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 no. i'm sorry i'm eating this (laughs) (laughs) it's it's really hard to like to adjust because even as parents you see parents be like oh if you do this like oh we can have candy afterwards or it's become like oh food is like the it's like a reward like yeah. oh if you do this then oh oh then we can have a treat like right. some like cake or ice cream mm-hmm. or something instead mm-hmm. of like oh sometimes you just eat ice cream mm-hmm. right and like really good tasty ice cream and so i think that's when like a lot of times when you said oh this is like the like something that you cannot eat. Yeah, like, like keto you just diet. Keep thinking or, about yeah, it. Yeah, you really just when keep it's thinking like about off it. Limits, you're like, yeah, mm, that cookie. Yeah, right. And actually, actually, oh, well, I talked to another nutritionist, and they said that is actually stress hormones. Mm-hmm. When you started getting stressed, like every time, we, because you have to eat three times, at least three times a day, mm-hmm. and every time when you're eating, you're stressed out. Yeah. I mean, it should be a very relaxing thing. You smell the food, and you eat it, you digest it. You're very happy to put it inside mm-hmm. of you. It's fuel. But if every time you look at food and you're like stressing out, because yeah. there was a time I'm just like, I don't know what to eat because mm-hmm. I can't eat this, I can't eat that. And then ended up like you, you feel really, really like mm. you just have a terrible yeah. feeling. I mean, mm-hmm. even Absolutely. now, I think I have to remind myself because you're just bombarded by all these messages, social media, TV, like right. your parents, your friends. You're like... Oh, wait a second. Am There's I supposed this, to feel bad? Like, There's all this information. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. You that know, is you're, what you're, diet culture is. Yeah. It's all it's of this. information. Mm-hmm. So it's basically what you're saying is is kind of like a value statement or a, or, a, or, or even you could say guilt disguised mm-hmm. as information. Really? Yeah, it is. And so this, uh, I'm loving hearing this, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it what you guys seem to be saying is, Eat the food that your body wants to have at that moment. Mm-hmm. Right? It's kind of like taking it back to it's, it's very intuitive kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to count your calories and make your list. Mm-hmm. However, there's still a lot of people doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And people are building their careers off of this. Also, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Take a picture of your meal every day. Send it to me. Control it. Blah, <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah. But no, I think that's because work. people it, have forgotten how like how much they're supposed to eat. They they right. lost oh, that. So that's the problem. Connection yes. with. Like, oh, I'm full. And that's what intuitive eating is all about. Mm -hmm. And intuitive eating is the concept where you honor your satiety and fullness cues. Mm -hmm. And you eat when you're hungry and you stop when when you're full. And I feel like 
that is the biggest thing that's helped me this past year is honoring what my body needs in this moment. And that doesn't mean just eating junk food all the time. Mm -hmm. Because I know that when I eat junk food after, it'll make me feel bad. I'll feel bloated, blah, 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 blah. And so I choose foods that will make me feel good. But at the same time, no food is off limits. Mm -hmm. Honoring your own body signals. Yes. And not the signals if you're... You know, grand, grandparents exactly. or whoever yeah. just like have another one of this. Exactly. <laughs> and it's saying yes to seconds if you truly want it, but it's mm. also saying no to seconds if you're full. No, uh-huh. but it's really funny because the aunties will go, "Hey, um, how come weight? you're you, you gain weight?" And they go, "Oh, why don't you have, have some, some more?" more? Yes. Yeah. It's so hard in, in Taiwan <laughs> since I came here. They're like, "Summer, why are you not eating? Like, eat more, eat more." Yeah. And they go, "How come you're fat?" <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> and they go, hey, let's treat you. Let's treat you to a very nice lunch. Hey, how come you're you're, you're like gaining weight? It's like, okay, hello, auntie. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this intuitive eating a little yes. bit. Is this an actual? Uh, I mean, is this the thing? There's yes. a how to to do it. It's there's an intuitive eating book. Um, that's like the holy Bible kind of in this community. And I read it and it's really, really informational, has tons of studies as to why intuitive eating works. And it basically, you're returning back to when you're like a baby, right? And you listen to your hunger cues. Mm -hmm. Babies cry when they're hungry and they eat and then Mm -hmm. they stop when they're full. And they're just super in tune to what their body needs. Mm -hmm. And this entire thing is just going back to that. Yep. And we've kind of messed it up along the way. Where you don't know how to read your own, like, like you you don't know what full feels like anymore exactly and it's like oh no i have to wait until i'm hungry and then when you're too hungry you're just like and then you overeat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so i think but intuitive eating it's it's work it doesn't mean like you really have to sit and absolutely and see how you and feel. feel. Right, no, it is no hard work. Cell phone. Right now, be, it's like you can't oh, watch on the, TV yeah, or like watch, a scroll yes. through my phone while just, I oh, eat. Distracted you can't be eating. Mindless about mm-hmm. it, basically. Yeah. Just, like, when you're eating, just eat. Mm-hmm. Focus yes. on what you're eating and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Savor it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Figure out where you are on the hunger and fullness scale. That's mm-hmm. what they talk about. Ah. And distracted eating is something that causes overeating. Right. And so what I've learned is just sit alone with my meal really take each bite slowly, savor each mouthful, and, um, sorry, the microphone, (laughs) savor each mouthful, and really check in with yourself, am I full right now? Should I eat another bite? Mm -hmm. And that way, you can be fully satisfied after you eat. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned is restriction leads to overeating. And this isn't just physical restriction. Oh, I'm not going to eat carbs, for example. It's also mental restriction. It's like, oh, I shouldn't eat past this this time i should only eat this much of this thing or i can't eat that you know what i know many people like that mm-hmm. and they can do it when things are good mm-hmm. and then one day the stress gets too much for them mm-hmm. in other parts of their lives mm-hmm. and they just binge yes they end up you know staying up the whole night netflixing and just finishing bag after bag or like you know pints of ice cream mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and then feeling absolutely like crap afterwards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Restriction leads to binging and overeating. And the the really only way to kind of solve that is to eat enough during the day. Yeah. And also, um, besides food, also people lead to like over-exercising. That's another Absolutely. thing. Because when you feel guilty, I ate a little bit. So today I ate uh, a pint of uh, ice cream. I'm going to go run on a treadmill for like an hour, something mm-hmm. like that. Absolutely. And I think... People often use movement and exercise as a way to punish their body instead of 
making you feel good about your movement. Um, I, I see girls, you know, they overwork their bodies to the point where they like lose their periods and they, their hair falls out just so they can have abs, you know? And it, it really is sad to see because a lot of people think it's healthy. They're like, oh no, I need to have a, such a low body fat percentage. I'm, and I ate this sugary thing one day. Oh no, I have to like do two hours of cardio the next day to make up for it instead mm-hmm. of exercising because it makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. And they, because they know it, it's good for them. And I think people lose track of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deborah, I heard that you uh, used to work at an eating disorder clinic mm-hmm. before you moved back. Yeah. How was that? In- so that's like we were talking about. I think people are very fixated on weights, mm-hmm. and, like how much they weigh, mm-hmm. uh, calorie counting. Um, we worked with a spectrum of like um, anorexic, where it's like you restrict to... Binge over overeating, yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so, but the thing is that our program was all together, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. really just teaching intuitive eating. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. It's reteaching that, and to understand that everyone's body Mm -hmm. is different. Mm -hmm. You know, like just because, like you said, okay, maybe you'll hit that goal of that. You know, I don't know, thirteen percent body fat, but you're probably not gonna look like that model or whatever, that perfect ideal mm-hmm. body image that you're going for, right? Like your height's not going to change. Your like body mm-hmm. weight distribution is different. Like you just might be heavier on the bottom and really small on top. Like, mm-hmm. and I think it to be okay with that and know that, okay, nope, my body is happy at this size, at this weight, mm-hmm. and this is what mm-hmm. I look like. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to just keep going. I don't even know what the, I don't even think they know what the yeah. ideal is. It's no, like yes. you want to lose right. weight to that, there's what no, That's going. why people want to quantify it though. Right, you know, yeah. Because that's the it only It gives thing. them comfort. Right. It's like, oh yes, I've achieved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's a, a diet company in Taiwan that's very, very popular. Mm-hmm. It's they, they, they actually have this competition. It's like a, there's like a, board like how many weights uh, how, how many kilos you lost mm-hmm. and every kilo is how you, you pay a certain amount of yes. money okay that was the one i was telling you about i was mm-hmm. like when i moved back i was like okay what can i do with my nutrition background and i was visited these clinics and i i worked in the hospital for a bit i think it was like a summer internship and i was like okay this is i'm like i don't know where i fit in here yeah mm-hmm. yeah like the message they're sending is everything i learned you don't do yeah because if you're 52 kilos and you're like 160 centimeters or you're like 170 centimeters and you're like 52 kilos right you look you look absolutely different your fat distribution is different right Mm -hmm. yeah and something that i've learned is that the the perfect weight for anybody or, or for me is the weight i settle at when i'm feeling my body eating regularly exercising regularly without compromising my mental health being healthy, but not being over obsessive. And I've also learned about something called health at every size, which is what we call haze in the States. Um, and I do want to ask you, Deborah, what does health look like? Or, and, and does it even have a look? I don't think it has a look mm-hmm. because especially, I mean, it, like Taiwanese people and people in the U.S., also, genetically, our genetic makeup is different. Mm-hmm. And so in the States, you can look at someone and kind of pinpoint whether or not, like, 
okay, are they, this is saying in a clinical setting, like, okay, are they maybe pre-diabetic? Are they diabetic? Maybe do they have heart disease or some other comorbidities? You can kind of... You can see from the exterior. Body body size, pretty much. But here, I think you really can't. You can see someone that's pretty normal size and they're diabetic. Yes. And they have been for a while. And Mm -hmm. it's it's baffling. Mm -hmm. Um, And the... It's just really, you can't say like, okay, if you're this size, just by looking at them, that mm-hmm. are, are they healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, like, they don't even know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a lot of here, it's nothing about prevention. It's always like, oh, when you have a chronic disease, then you deal with it mm-hmm. with nutrition mm-hmm. and, you know, drugs. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where... Before I started Tame Fox, it was always like, oh, uh, sweet, like boiled vegetables and like yeah. things without seasoning. Like yeah. that must be healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where, and so it was always older generation that was focusing on this. It was not trendy at all. It was not cool to talk about healthy eating. And I think healthy eating, it had a really bad reputation. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. wrote that, I, I'm sure if I wrote that on my cafe or on our menu, People would not come. Yeah. People would be like, oh, it's healthy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, I guess we'll go and take some photos. But, but, you, know, yeah. but you know why it's really yeah. interesting? On um, Uber Eats, uh, there's a lot of these healthy like, category, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's it, so it's actually they're selling pretty. There's like a certain category. People eat that yeah. kind of thing. It's, it's very popular. Sous vide chicken mm-hmm. breast. Okay, mm-hmm. you can sit, buy them at 7-Eleven too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, for instance, recently there's a movie star in Taiwan. She had a child. Now she she's uh, she has like apps. Like she mm-hmm. just did an app commercial. Mm-hmm. That's all she ate. She ate the chicken breath from Seven Eleven, and there's like three different flavors. <laughs> and she just like rotates, and that's she ate that for like the longest time to get that like six packs, you know? Right, but it's like it's crazy. Well, like on top I'm of sure probably working out like mm-hmm. you know like yeah. ten times a day. No, and then yeah. doing, doing some sort of weird like laser. Yeah, one thing we really do have to stress is that there are all sorts of diets, but ultimately it's all about marketing, also, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and uh, you see people having the you know these incredible figures they're like oh it's because i did x y and z mm-hmm. like no you didn't just do x y and z yeah you did x y and z and, and like a b c d and compromised your mental health and right. became obsessive about it <laughs> yeah like yeah you lost your social life so it's interesting here because we started with body image today but we are also talking about dieting mm-hmm. they go hand right. in hand mm-hmm. hand in hand mm-hmm. so how do we untangle this right first we're, we're teaching people we have to teach people how to eat healthy like mm-hmm. you know and what healthy looks like mm-hmm. right and health doesn't have a have a look you know mm-hmm. is what we're trying to get at yeah you could you could be super skinny mm-hmm. and eat junk food all the time never work out and people would look at you and say oh my gosh she's so skinny and healthy she must right. be doing great and you also could be in a slightly bigger body but have a very healthy lifestyle and people would call you not healthy and tell you to go lose weight and it really is just such a double standard um and I think what the point we're trying to get at is you can be healthy at every size. So it would be uh, not healthy. What what does healthy look like? But what does healthy feel like? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? But, that, but so, only you know. When yeah. you're healthy, you know. And it's not something you write on. You don't write on your social media like, hi, I'm so healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody so I cares. think, I mean, even scientists have a hard time figuring out what when is, they're doing research, like what does a healthy 
diet look like? Mm-hmm. What does an unhealthy diet look like? Mm-hmm. And they've concluded that there's nobody that eats just a healthy diet, just an healthy, unhealthy diet. We have so many food choices now and people in terms of their food choices are a little bit schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, someone that does eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. they might also eat a lot of junk food, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. just like, but what is the balance? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's it, Right, it's like, do you eat mostly from this more nutritional food groups or do you eat more of the processed food groups? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as long as one outweighs the other yeah. in the right way, mm-hmm. you're good, you're yeah. on track. And yeah. so, but it's hard because everybody always wants to know what is the definition of a healthy diet? What mm-hmm. is the definition right. of the exactly perfect do I need body? To do? Yeah. Right, like they, they want that, but I think it's there's once no formula. people can let go, right? There, there's no formula, there yeah. really isn't. So basically eating what feels right to you at the moment and being intuitive about it and also accepting that uh, really healthy comes in every size, mm-hmm. but it's also ultimately about how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, going back to the body again you know once you're at peace with your body in the moment it's okay to want to change your body but I feel like in order to develop a very healthy relationship with food you need to kind of take the focus away from your body for a little bit and just focus on what makes you feel good your nutrition what is you know a balanced lifestyle instead of obsessing over oh my god I need to look like that and unfortunately it is so hard in the society where thinness is so valued and Honestly, sometimes I feel like um, because I'm not stick skinny in Asia, people don't value my opinion as much. Or when I go shopping, people are like, oh, you know, I don't think you'll fit into my clothes here, you know? No, but really? Yeah, that's how I went. Yeah. No, I went went shopping with uh, Summer this like past weekend, right? Mm -hmm. And and, and she was actually getting scared going to the stores because (sighs) she feels that there's only size two and size four. But no, it's just there's different kinds. You just have to experiment with clothes, you know? Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you you have to go in a store and try different things on. If some of the things you don't fit in, it's no big deal. You know, don't feel, don't feel guilty about it, right? Yes. And, I think it's also hard because in media, you always see models wearing the clothes. And so I think clothes will only look good on me if I'm skinny. But Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to see clothes styled on all different body types and see, you know, you can look good even if you're not like a triple zero, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something I'm still working on. And I know a lot of people are working on. um, But yeah. So it's very meaningful that we're, we're doing this today to let people know you know, of these messages. And we yes. hope that w- the word really gets out, mm-hmm. you know, and this coming from a dietitian who says balance is really the most important thing, mm-hmm. right? And eat what feels right to you at the moment and just remove guilt from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't need to be guilty about our, our body size and, and, and about, you know, eating what mm-hmm. makes us feel good. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But I think that, I mean, that's, it's, it's hard. Like, it's so hard. And I think people don't even, haven't even tied mental health Yes. And food. Yes. Eating. Yes. That connection hasn't really been talked yeah. about here. Um, just because mental health is also a very taboo subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not not really a real thing here. It's like, right. yeah, people. Can, actually, we, we, we did one uh, episode about depression, right? Actually, you were talking about it as too. Like people, if you have mental problems, mm-hmm. people think you're weak. Right. And so you just kind of keep it to yourself yeah. and you use food mm-hmm. as a way to cure yourself. Either right. either punishing yourself 
or e- eating a lot more, right. trying to fulfill. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. once you develop a problem with food, you also cannot talk about that. Yes. Because that's not a thing you talk exactly. about here. So the problem is getting more and more, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think food is something that's very, it's very direct. We do it at least three times a day or mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes directly from the table to your heart, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that is why um, if we have a problem, that is almost the first thing a woman would just go to, you know, mm-hmm. either not eating or eating too much. Like, I remember every time you talk about a person, you know, that went through a bad relationship, the first thing they eat is like chocolate, you know, yeah. to make yourself feel better or a pint of chocolate uh, ice cream, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think solving one's relationship with food goes hand in hand with mental health. Making sure that you're in a good, stable space in your head will also affect your relationship with food. And mental health, body image, food, they're all interconnected and we have to take care of all three. Mm-hmm. That's the balanced message. With that, let's just wrap up. I think it's, um, it's something that's really good for me also to take away. And uh, you know, looking at my, even my daughter who's, you know, who's 10, she doesn't have body image issues yet. Right. But she's already starting to notice. It's like, oh, you know, I have some friends who are starting to develop and, and they're, they're bigger girls and thinner girls. And, I, and she's, on the, she's one of those really, really skinny ones. Right. And, um, and I say, how do you feel about that? And she kind of just like shrugs her shoulders. And I hope that she would just have that kind of reaction yeah. for, the, for her whole life. <laughs> so how do you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. good. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. You know? yeah. Yes, I'm hoping this message can reach younger girls too because I think it starts very, very young. Yeah. Um, and when people start to not like what they see in the mirror and just to know when you do look in your, at yourself in the mirror that you should love yourself no matter what. All right. Yeah, I want to thank you for sharing your story. I think it's very brave. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And I hope everybody can go check out Tame Fox, because it's one of my favorite <laughs> restaurants, and to know what healthy eating is all about. Thank you very much, Deborah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. Thank you.